Hello and welcome back to the External Traffic for Amazon Sellers podcast. My name is Ashley Pierce and I'm here to help you discover your unfair advantage over the competition, that is, external traffic. Today we'll be talking about the cost of paid advertising for e-commerce businesses and how they might translate from Amazon-only e-commerce businesses. Quite often, when trying to establish a strategy, the most difficult thing can be estimating performance, especially in terms of cost. So it's really useful when somebody like Andrew Udarian from e-commerce Fuel publishes his yearly report of data collected from hundreds of high-performance e-commerce entrepreneurs and businesses. So here are some interesting numbers from the report. Looking at return on ad spend, which is ad spend divided by revenue, not profit. So if you paid $50 in advertising and generated $100 in revenue, that would be a 2x return on ad spend as you generated two times as much revenue as you spent on ads. That obviously doesn't account for profit in any way, shape or form. Um, So Facebook was surveyed at an average 3.4x return on ad spend and a median of 3.0x return on ad spend. So there were some outliers in that data that skewed the average towards the higher return on ad spend. The median is a better demonstrator of performance of the data set, really, um, because that's the middle ground of the of the campaigns surveyed. Google came in at an average 5.1x return on ad spend. Now we're talking a little bit better. Uh, But again, there must have been some seriously high performing outliers in the survey as the median for that one was 4.0x return on ad spend. Still better than Facebook. Then finally, onto Amazon ads at 4.6x ROAS return on ad spend average and a 4.0x median return on ad spend, once again showing the presence of some high-performing outliers skewing the average um, in the upwards direction. So let's talk about Facebook and Google numbers for a second. These return on ad spend numbers are based primarily on e-commerce businesses with the three pillars of profitability being used. They have their own stores and that they're driving cold traffic to, retargeting warm traffic and then upselling hot traffic in their loyalty pillar. So those numbers take into account high profitability campaigns and retargeting campaigns and low profitability, if not loss-making, awareness and acquisition campaigns. If you've already listened to the Ezra Firestone Three Pillars of Profitability for Amazon Sellers episode from this podcast, you'll know that as an Amazon seller, you don't have access to the higher profitability pillars in the same way as an e-commerce store owner and as a result can't achieve the same levels of return on ad spend. If you've not done a tremendous amount of work with Facebook advertising or Google advertising, I might be doing you a disservice here in not going into a little bit more detail about the types of ads I'm talking about. So when I say Facebook, I of course mean Instagram as well, as Instagram advertising is controlled under the Facebook platform. But more than that, this will include Facebook Messenger ads in Facebook and Instagram stories, in midstream of videos, in Facebook search and ads on the Facebook audience network. Yeah, that's right. You'll get little display ads when you're on certain apps and websites that monetize their traffic through Facebook display ads. You see in Facebook ads when you're not even on Facebook. You might not have realized that, but that is the case. It's less surprising to know that it's the same for Google. Google have a display network of websites that show ads for Google as well as apps just like Facebook has. There's obviously top of search ads, but that's the very thin end of the wedge or the tip of the iceberg. There's shopping ads in search, shopping ads on YouTube, YouTube video ads, and it goes on. 
So when I say Facebook ads, I don't just mean the ones you see in your feed. And when I say Google ads, I don't just mean the top of search ads. There's a whole world out there to go and waste a ton of money on discovery. Back to the numbers then and what those return on ad spend numbers mean for Amazon sellers that I've, I've just kind of gone through. So maybe as an Amazon seller, someone driving traffic to Amazon without access to high profitability campaigns, you'll only really achieve maybe a 2x return on ad spend on Facebook ads as opposed to the 3 or the 3.4x because the 3 to 3.4x is obviously based on those higher profitability campaigns. But you're only going to have real access to the awareness pillar, which in, in reality could be a loss-making pillar anyway. So at 3 to 3.4 return on ad spend, you'd be paying 9 to $10 per unit to sell a $30 product through Facebook advertising straight up. And that's what the, the uh, surveyed data showed with dialed-in campaigns utilising the three pillars of profitability. At 2x return on ad spend, you'd be spending $15 to sell a $30 product. So let's convert that to Amazon seller speak just a second. ACOS, <laughs> 3 to 3.4 return on ad spend is 30 to 33% ACOS on every sale. 2x return on ad spend is 50% ACOS on every sale. Realities are that if you're just running awareness and acquisition campaigns and not doing anything sophisticated to remarket or retarget in any scalable way, the return on ad spend could actually be even worse than a 2x. I might not have modified that number enough, uh, but I just did that to demonstrate that you're not going to get the full 3 to 3.4x as an Amazon seller. Google advertising looks slightly better, but this is also where the three pillars will be getting deployed effectively by WooCommerce and Shopify store owners. That 4 to 5.1 return on ad spend or 20 to 25% ACOS in Amazon seller speak could easily degrade down to a 3x or a 2x as you have limited access to the money making pillars or money making campaigns as described in the three pillars of profitability that convert existing customers and extremely hot leads. Instead, you're limited to hitting cold traffic or at best warm audiences. Amazon advertising being 4 or 4.6 return on ad spend is interesting. That means that an ACOS of 22 to 25% is being achieved on the ad campaigns of the businesses in the survey, which is good in my opinion. However, this isn't taking into account the likely 15% commission that's being paid on each item, which is in essence a traffic tax, a traffic cost that you're paying to Amazon for selling on their platform. So you add the 15% to the 22 to 25% and you get 37 to 40% ACOS if we compare an apples with apples here for Facebook and Google ads. So translating back to compare now with return on ad spend, that's a 2.5 to 2.7 return on ad spend for Amazon ads. Or for a $30 product, that's 11 to $12 per product in traffic cost. But the Amazon ads don't require you to be using the three pillars of profitability in the same way Google and Facebook ads do to drive profit through remarketing and loyalty campaigns. Amazon ads don't have that structure and you can in essence likely achieve that average uh, and median return on ad spend or the equivalent ACOS there of 22 to 25% through good campaign management and good campaign optimization and putting longevity on campaigns. 
So those numbers are really interesting, right? Or they should be. They should interest you as an Amazon seller. They should really um, certainly help you establish a benchmark when thinking about your traffic strategy and what types of traffic are affordable and scalable for your business. And this is very important. This is all contextually led by your business. Another thing the report covers is the year-on-year -year increase in cost per acquisition, which is 19% for Facebook ads. And that's a year-on-year -year increase in cost. And 16% for Amazon ads, huge. And 10% for Google ads. All three were in double-digit growth in cost per acquisition. If the cost comparisons didn't have you scratching your head, then the ad cost increase probably should. The implications of these levels of cost increase are absolutely huge. Not over the next decade, but even over the next year or so. Add to that the fact that over an approximate two-year period from July 2017 to July 2019, share of Amazon page views that came from sponsored ad tripled from 4% to just shy of 12%. And that's right, 12% of traffic was being driven by Amazon ads in comparison with 4% just two years earlier. That also helps explain the double-digit growth in advertising cost per acquisition for Amazon ads, as far as I'm concerned. This is why I believe the biggest risk to Amazon-centric e-commerce business, businesses isn't trade tariffs or terms of service enforcements or changes. It's the rising cost of traffic, like the frog being boiled to death because the imperceptible danger of the increase in heat in the pan. The e-commerce stores outside of Amazon have the ability to make Facebook and Google and other platforms like Pinterest and TikTok, you know, emerging platforms, last longer than the pure Amazon seller as they have access to the higher profitability pillars and campaigns. So they'll be making profitable sales for a while after your off Amazon paid ads become economically crippling because, again, you've only got access to the lower profitability campaigns and parts of the three pillars. And it's a level playing field on Amazon be between you and the e-commerce stores who choose to sell on both on Amazon and off Amazon. This information should have your strategic brain absolutely humming. Waiting for things to get worse probably isn't the answer here. And you'll be glad to hear that it's not all doom and gloom, by the way. I'm a strong believer when it comes to business, you need to be seeking ways to turn adversity into opportunity. And this podcast is aimed at helping you understand how you can leverage external traffic as an Amazon seller. I'm going to do just that. And the good news is there are some lower cost traffic sources that can be tapped into over and above straight up paid advertising. I'll leave you with a final thought before closing out the episode, though. Where's all that ad spend going? As I mentioned, Google isn't just advertising on Google. It's advertising on partner websites in its display network sites which Google pays to place ads on. The same goes for Facebook. They're paying audience network partners to place ads on their apps and websites. The money is flowing from you, the advertising spender, the one trying to promote your product, to Google and Facebook. Then it's flowing into websites and apps across the web. You may well have guessed it by now, but Amazon affiliate websites typically also run Google Ads. They generate revenue, not only by referring people to Amazon, but also by showing ads to visitors. In many cases, they make a lot of money. I know of one small player who monetizes using display ads who generates over $40,000 in revenue per month. That's almost $500,000 per year in advertising spend that's flowing from you to Google and onto a website. 
who ultimately is just publishing content and placing ads in the middle of that content. So while Google and Facebook are growing fat through ad spend, <laughs> mine and your ad spend, so are the publishers. Digital magazines, affiliate websites, anyone who monetizes with these types of audience display ads. So imagine cutting out the middlemen for a second and just running your own ads on your own site. Imagine creating one of these sites and being able to monetize it, not just promoting your own products, but also by promoting high-end products with display advertising. And like that, we've turned adversity into opportunity. I'm not saying jump from one to the other. I'm saying think about the power of the combination of being an e-commerce retailer who owns the ads and owns the traffic. It's not just a source of traffic. It's another source of revenue. In your traffic source, the website could be self-liquidating. It could cost you nothing, but it could also drive a significant number of your sales. I find this really, really exciting, uh, as I feel we're on the cusp of a revolution in the business models. Not just an incremental change, but something absolutely huge. So I'll leave you with that thought for now. Today, I just wanted to highlight the true cost of a traffic strategy that relies purely on paid traffic and to highlight the fact that Amazon ads are only part of the traffic cost when selling on Amazon. We've covered the cost of paid traffic for Amazon sellers and compared return on ad spend, ACOS, and the ultimate cost per unit for Google, Facebook, and Amazon ads. We've also briefly covered the types of ads and places you can find them. Some might have surprised you. Then finally, I summarized why I believe rising traffic cost is the biggest risk to an Amazon-centric e-commerce business and how you might think about things differently to switch that adversity into an opportunity. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, then please do show your appreciation by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review. It would very much make my day. Until next time, my name is Ashley Pierce, and this has been the External Traffic for Amazon Sellers podcast, brought to you by futurestatemedia.com.